This week's episode of Choose Don't Excuse is sponsored by Muscle Donut. Muscle Donuts are gluten-free, baked, never fried, hand-dipped, and packed with 10 grams of protein. That's right, 10 grams of protein. We absolutely love them. In fact, it is one of Judy's absolutely favorite treats, especially if you saw her Valentine's Instagram. If you enjoy living a healthy lifestyle, but donuts are your weakness, check out themusceldonut.com. episode of Choose Don't Excuse. I'm Jody. And I'm Judy. And welcome to another episode where we explore the power of choice in your life. And it is super nice because we're actually together today. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been. You've been on two weeks of visiting colleges, traveling the country with Kaylani, playing a little bit, a bit of volleyball at camps. Well, she has been. You've been watching. No, I have. Yeah, I was going to say, not me. <laughs> Are you kidding? So, but you guys have been all over, down to Utah, Pennsylvania, New York, and what a phenomenal experience for you. Yeah, so. it's been a great experience. I like, uh, you know, just just having her being able to be exposed to the different countries. Oh, I say countries. I know it's the U.S., but really each state is as a country in itself just because people are different, you know, just the environment, the climate, everything. And it's it's a... That's a great experience. We went from, from the west side all the way to the east side, and yeah, like an eye opener, especially for her. For her, yes, yeah, she'd never, especially been to New York. New York is a completely different experience. <laughs> it's for... a different animal <laughs> altogether, and um, you it's know, one of my favorite cities. I, I mean, it yeah. is it is amazing. I mean, there's so much to do there, and it's alive. All I mean, it truly is a city that never sleeps. Well, so. and the history there, you know. I mean, thinking about just we got to visit the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island, and you know, of course, um, the One World Trade Center, and just all the history from long ago to current and. You know, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful country. Pennsylvania, though, I mean, wow. <laughs> that was, my, I think, my favorite just because of the beautiful foliage. You know, the humidity brings about such greenery, and I was so amazed. Just because, you know, we, we're here in Idaho, and, and we live in a high desert, and it has its own beauties, different beauties, and, I mean, I like it here, too, but... Anyways, it was interesting to kind of watch your Instagram stories because you could see at towards the end of the trip, especially the last day when you guys were on your travel, that it was an endurance race to complete the trip. Oh, gosh. I mean, Kaylani looked so tired. She was. I mean, we were both tired. <laughs> it's like, it's just because in, in a, well, we had, let's see, she had one day at the um at columbia university that's where we visited and um pre pretty much half a day there and then so the rest of the day we spent you know touring around and being tourists and and you know seeing times square and all that but geez the next morning having to get up and get going because you got to take the subway and the train and all that and it was exhausting but you know i definitely can't complain uh, it, it <laughs> I, I don't complain at all it's just it was definitely tiring. So needless to say, when we're on the ride home or on the flight home, 
the next day we were out. We were both sleeping and just just completely <laughs> knocked out. <laughs> well, I just know when Kaylani got home, she was just like, she was tired but excited. And she was like, ah, it feels so good to be yeah, home. Yeah, that, that, oh, it was painful for her to say. She's like, what, our flight's delayed? Oh, my gosh, why? I just want to go home. She was just done. And it was, but it was good. I mean, she was definitely a trooper and... No, talk about endurance. I mean, she definitely, she had endured all the volleyball camps, which was great for her. But that's a lot of volleyball, you know, in two weeks. and Yeah, and eight then, to eight every day. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, you've got you got hours, eight hours a day of it, and um, then travel and all that. So it was great. But, yeah, endurance, that's definitely, it was an endurance one. <laughs> so, so let's talk about endurance because I think, you know, a lot of times we start out on – a new journey with such excitement and and we have vision and we have hope of a great experience and then when you get in the middle of things when things get tough when things get challenging we start to either second guess ourselves or we want to give up we want to throw in the towel and it's like how do you endure through that messy middle and keep pushing until you get to where you are. And what is the purpose of that section of just sheer endurance, of digging in and trying to go the distance of what you had committed or what you said you were going to do? And are you truly committed to go all the way to the end? Well, actually, I had a whole bunch of thoughts that just came into my mind when you talked about endurance. Like, because I think of, of course, I always think of a race. You know, I think about like doing a marathon. I mean, I, I've only done, I've, I've only done half marathons, yeah. And I think about races and where you are. You know, with the all all the preparation before your actual race, and then you're in the race, and then you, you know, like you said, you have to go through that portion and that hard time and then you finally finish it or all those different things came into my mind. But I actually has started thinking about this one thing that we're doing actually right now that you and I are doing along with other, um, other friends of ours. Um, so we are committed to doing a hundred workouts. Um, and that hundred workouts, I mean, that's, that doesn't have to be in a hundred days. That just means you just have to complete 100 workouts, whether you do one every week and it takes you, uh, I didn't do the math. <laughs> that would take you two years. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, wait, uh, that's 52. Okay, yeah, that would take you two years. But no one ever said you couldn't do it in two years. The commitment is to do and complete 100 workouts. We are completing it. We're, we're trying to do five a week, five workouts a week. So whatever, 20 weeks, right? And so I, I, because you and I are leading this, you know, we've set into place little milestones along the way, little markers along the way to help everybody, including ourselves, complete this 100 workout. And I think that's probably how we have to take any kind of endurance um, I want to know process. I mean, life is an endurance race, honestly. 
um, I don't know if I want to call it a race, though. Race makes me feel like I'm in a hurry. No. So I'll just say this life is an endurance event. And um, throughout our 100, 100 um, workout commitment, when you set little milestones, we've got milestones every 20 workouts. Um, I've also set incentives for every 10 sweaty selfies, you know, they've got to take pictures of themselves and we do and those kind of things. It's, it gives you something in the middle to look forward to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, so it, so that when you break it up that way, it doesn't seem so long, I guess. Let's, let's do this. Let's think about this. I'm going to say, uh, picture this. I know this is when we were traveling, when Kaylani and I were traveling, we have GPS, okay? And I had to drive. We, we, um, in New York, there's no easy way to get to um, Strasburg. Or sorry, in Pennsylvania, there was no easy way to get to Strasburg flying. You, have, you could have flown into, I think Allentown was the closest airport. But, you know, I don't really want to pay an arm and a leg for that flight. So I had to fly either into Philadelphia or... Um, LaGuardia and drive in. Well, my GPS says it's an hour and a half or so of time to drive in from there, drive into Strasburg. <laughs> but you know, you got to think, wait, there's going to be traffic. You don't know what traffic's going to be like. I mean, these are big cities, right? So hour and a half, give or take. Well, as, as I look at that, I'm thinking, okay, I got an hour and a half. We, even with the GPS, even with the plan, even with the guide, even with the map, I still was like, how much longer? It tells us, but in the interim, it sometimes, oh, there's an accident. Oh, there's, you know, traffic jam of some sort because of whatever's going on. So it kept adding time and adding time. And I thought, oh my gosh, are we ever going to get there? Of course, we eventually get, got there, but all those things, even the best laid out map, it actually gave us little detours every time. Little detours that said, um, you know, go this route, take this exit, because now this is going to be shorter because of this accident. So that knowing, uh, I guess not knowing it, but having those little obstacles or changes along the way even if you knew that at first it was going to be an hour and a half now it's two hours um, now oh we took off 10 minutes because we found another route all that stuff's gonna happen and I think the the way that I that I think about it is when we finally made it to there made it to the end because we have never been there when we finally got there I was like oh okay you know, that however long that took us, let's just say an hour, 45 minutes. On the way back, um, back to our, our uh, original, original starting point, it didn't seem as long. Even if I knew there might be traffic jams and things like that, it's just because I knew the route. So I was familiar and it felt normal. It felt like, okay, I got this. I can go back that route. It's not going to, you know, so I anticipated how much longer it was going to take. And I think that's what, what I'm trying to say is anytime there is something that you're doing new that you have never done before, it's going to seem longer because it's 
you haven't experienced it. There is no expectation on when it's going to end, right? right. Well, you, you know you your do, destination. You do have an expectation. You you do. You think you have an expectation. Well, right? that's the thing. You think, but you really don't know because you've never experienced that journey before. Right. Right. You have you have a plan. You have an expectation of what you think it's going to happen. But like you said, there could be an accident. You could be forced to take a detour. And all of a sudden, your plan for an hour and a half turned into a two-hour trip, mm-hmm. right? And right. but that same trip, when you go backwards, it may take the same time, or maybe even a little shorter. But it's going to mentally seem shorter because you, you like you said, you know the road, right? Right. You've already experienced it, so it's not so much. I guess it is a mental thing. It's not so painful. <laughs> it's not so much it's so much more painful. Now, if I were to go back to LaGuardia and and then drive back to Strasburg again, I'd know it and I wouldn't be too worried about it. We do that every time. It's like taking hikes. You take hikes to the lake and you don't know how far you're going and then when you go back and you do it again, you're like, "Oh, that's not as far." It's the same amount of time. It's the same journey. It's the same, I mean, I want to say it's the same trail. But mentally, it's a different journey exactly. because Men- it's unknown to you. Right. And the, I think part of the biggest challenge with endurance is yeah. knowing how long you have to endure. Because how many of us are going through a trial in our life and we ask ourselves the question, how long? When is it going to be over? Right. When is it going to get better? I feel like I ask myself that every day. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that's the biggest challenge about going through any difficult situation in life, whether it's at home, in a relationship, at business, not knowing how long is the biggest challenge for us internally. Right. Because when you don't know how long, you have to dig in deeper to go, you know what, I don't know how long, but I, I do know the direction I'm going. I know the goals that I'm trying to accomplish, and I'm going to pay what Ever price is necessary to get it done. Okay, and so there, um, let's talk about those two things. Two things is how do you endure that the the middle part, basically from the beginning to the end, and and really is there an end? But let's just we won't talk about that just yet. From the beginning to the end, all that other stuff is the messy middle, right? Right. And then. Um, well, let's just, let's just, how do you endure that part? Well, you know? I think one of the things that is helpful is I was, this past week I was watching a little Steve Harvey clip and he had this older lady on that was like, had transitioned her life at the age of 54, had lost this massive amount of weight and now was extremely, extremely fit. I think she was like 74 or something. Her name was Miss Jessica. And he asked her, what was the key to success? He, and she said, you got to take try out because try leaves room for failure. Huh, the word try. Yes. Yeah. And I love that. I, actually, I was like, yeah. wow, I'd never thought about that because we often say, you know what? I will try to do this instead of going, no, I'm not going to try. I am going to do it. And I love that she said that try leaves room for failure because when you say I'm going to try, you're giving yourself an out. Oh, that makes sense actually. Yeah, I I a while back, 
I actually read a Yoda quote. <laughs> this is the quote from Yoda. He said, there is no try, only do. Because when you are trying, you're actually doing it. I mean, you're not trying it, you're doing it. You're doing it. And I love your shirt because your shirt says, hit happens, right? Things happen along the way while you're doing something. The question is, is whether or not you're going to dig in and stay committed through the crap that happens in life. Okay. And then why would you... Okay, so actually we're going to talk about the middle. I want to talk about all that stuff in the middle. But then the ending, where you want to actually go to, I believe that the way that that has to be... Your desire for that not only has to be strong, but I believe it has to be one that's like, it's, it's, um, non-negotiable. I guess that's it. I mean, it's like, it's just a non-negotiable that you're like, I'm not willing to ever give that up. I'm just not, I'm not going to, I'll, you know, I'll fight for it, whatever I have to do. I mean, I think of our family. When I say that, I think of our family. I think, what is my non-negotiable? My non-negotiable is my family. I'm not going to give up on my family, ever. Now, I may have to take different routes, different, you know, that I had planned. You know, maybe maybe another path. I think like, okay, I'm going to, you know, this is what I'm going to do now. And we're this is how we're going to raise our children. And it's like, well, that's not working for this kid. Or this is not working. You know, what we plan, we have the best laid out plans according to what we research, according to what we learn, according, you know, those things. And then, well, that didn't really pan out or it's not working for us because there's so many dynamics involved, right? I mean, you have different personalities. You can't, that, that when you have different dynamics, you have to adjust and be flexible with all of that as well. And that's okay. Does that mean you, you gave up on the goal? I don't believe so. I don't believe you've given up on the goal. I believe that you are readjusting so that you can still accomplish that goal. And that's where when I talk about the middle part, I'm saying, what do you do along the way? You've got this goal that's a non-negotiable, but now you've got the messy middle. How do you stay in there? And I think one of them, well, like I'm talking about with our 100 workouts group, I'm saying we've got little mile markers so that we can um, accomplish it in, in small increments. And, and I, celebrate the little and, wins. And celebrate those wins along the way every day. And I think that's what we have to do in ourselves, for ourselves with whatever we're striving to do. And it could just be day-to-day -day life. Find the win every single day. Find that one win. I know and it's just human nature. We could have an awesome day and then something happens like the car breaks down and that just now, like let's just say we had an awesome day at the, at the, I don't know, amusement park with our family and we had so much fun and everything's going and then going well and then <laughs> your car breaks down on the way home. And it ruins the whole day. It seems like it could ruin <laughs> the whole day because that's the one negative thing happen that's happening and Human nature is we dwell on the negative and we've really got to change our mindset on that. So those, that's what we need to look at is like, we had an awesome day at the park. So why are we dwelling on this one thing? 
that's a choice. That's it a is choice. a choice. That's a choice yes. to dwell on that one thing. So along the journey, you need to celebrate your wins. And I believe that it, it, it should not only be, you know, looking at it for us, we've got little milestones, um, every 20 workouts, um, and some every 10 and all those kind of things. But, and so that, in that you want to look at that 20, but even within the 20, I believe that we should look at our daily wins. That's how we can endure this. That's how we can endure life is the daily wins. And I think one of the things that I'm learning, because last week while you were gone, I had a really challenging day last Thursday. Just a really, really challenging day. And I had the blessing of going over. I just was out in our cul-de-sac and our neighbor, Brent Cotter, saw me and he came over and just asked me how the day was going. And I, and I you know, I said, you know, Brent, you caught me on a day that honestly, today sucked. I mean, it straight up sucked. And it was it was awesome because through our discussion, he said, you know what, it's okay to have a crappy day. It's okay to just have a day that sucks. It's okay to go. I mean, and he shared this great experience of he had somebody that he's close to. They lost when he was younger. He, they lost a child. Not him. N- no, that the, not Brent. The friend. But the friend of Brent's. They lost a child when they were younger, and they were at the funeral, and they were. He was standing in front of the casket of this little baby. And this scruffy little 12-year-old kid that he'd been working with in his youth group that was really rough around the edges, was kind of came up dirty, a little smelly. And he's standing next to him and just next to, next next to the dad. To the dad oh. And you know, they're in front of the casket and he's looking down and he goes, that really, really sucks. In fact, he used different words, but I'm changing a little bit. And he said that was a pivotal moment for that dad because he said, you know what? There are moments in life that just suck. The thing is, is to recognize that those days are going to happen, but what you do with them is what's important. And it's like, it's okay to have a crappy day, but then the next day to go, you know what? I'm going to make this the best day I can. I'm going to embrace what has happened and I'm going to try to make the changes either internally or within my family to make it the best day possible moving forward. And I think it's, I think a lot of times, you know, it's interesting because another thing that happened yesterday, we got on, on our group call and one of the, the, um, ladies, was talking to one of the other friends and she was crying and and I said are you okay she was she goes I'm okay I'm just gonna get through it I said why don't you go in your other room curl up in the fetal position have a good cry and then go conquer the day and she goes I think I'll go do that (laughs) and then she got up and left and then she came back and did the workout and and I think sometimes getting through the challenging times you need to take a moment to step back, get into your dark place, but don't stay there, mm-hmm. right? To get up and go, you know what? I visited and now I'm leaving. Well, I believe that's honoring it. You right. have to honor that emotion because if you 
continually stifle it and not allow yourself to experience it, it's going to keep on building and building and building until it finally implodes and it it's not it's going to be probably worse for you if it implodes if you let it to let it build um, like a volcano right and it finally erupts so honor that emotion that you're feeling honor and 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 realize that that's normal we're humans we're not robots and so when you honor that and you say i've got to experience this right now and i'm going to and you know you want to do it in a very safe environment you don't want to you're not going to be, if you're starting to lash out at other people, lashing, you know, or just, you know, making a mess of stuff and, and you're just um, being destructive, that's the time to realize, hey, I got to step back. Yeah, that's and counterproductive. It's, yeah, it's counterproductive. And I'm talking destructive to yourself, to others, to your environment, whatever it might be, counterproductive. So go, take some time for yourself, honor that, and then... Find a way to move forward again. And you can do that. I mean, we are we are built that way to be able to have these emotions and then find solutions to that. I think one of the... And I love that you asked the question, what do we need to do in the middle, right? I think one of the key things that we need to recognize is the purpose of these challenges. When we're trying so hard to endure, we often ask ourselves... Why me? Why Why is this happening? Even though we're the one that chose to challenge at the beginning. And it seems like everything is just piling down upon you. And what I'm discovering is that those experiences, there is purpose in them. And one of the core purposes is to teach us something about ourselves. To expose a character flaw or something that we need to change within our life so that we can become a better version of ourselves. Because a lot of the experiences, yes, they're challenging, but how we respond to them or how we choose to change the way we normally would respond to in that situation is developing or exposing a characteristic within ourself that either that is either positive or that needs to be worked on to make us better. Well, that's what you right when you. <laughs> I think of lifting weights all the time. Like when you're enduring the pain and the struggle of lifting that heavy weight, you then tore down your muscles. But at that at that same time, you're going to build more strength from it. And that's what you're saying. You're saying through the, through that struggle, you're building a better you. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting because when you first, when we first were talking about, maybe talking about this discussion, one of the things that I did was I went up and looked up the word and the meaning of endure. And it said, suffer patiently. And I didn't oh, like that. Yikes. I did not like that. I'm like, <laughs> suffer <laughs> patiently? I'm like, no, that is not what it means to endure. To me, endurance means that I am going to persevere. I am going to conquer. I am going to execute. And I think a lot of times when we are going through the process, we want to shortcut the path. We want to cut corners instead of going, you know what? 
In order for me to accomplish this, I have to go the distance. I have to pay the price. I have to put in the work to overcome this situation so that I can truly become the best version of myself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was stuck on suffer patiently. I'm like, to me, there's no growth if you're just suffering patiently, right? Right. To me, enduring is about growing. It's about evolving. It's about figuring out, all right, what do I need to do differently or what do I need to do consistently to, to get through this situation? Because sometimes, just like in my ultra marathon race, what really won the race was consistent little steps going up the hill and navigating through the scree field. And then one little step at a time going down the hill, right? I didn't take big leaps. It was one step at a time in certain sections of of the event. Yes. Well... Here's the thing. I was thinking about when you said suffering patiently. I was thinking of a um, good friend of ours who did suffer um, with uh, with an illness, and it's you know he had diabetes, and you know with that illness came a lot of amputations um, towards oh. the end of his end of his life, and so suffer. So, gosh, you know when we have conversations with him, it was an endurance to the end. It, and and I think that he might have said, you know, I am suffering patiently because he was physically suffering because his mental game was still there. And so he just, that was the thing though, that I think he surpassed suffering is because mentally he was saying, you know, I don't know why God continues to let me live when I can't do anything else anymore. Like, I can't physically go anywhere, do anything, you know. I know he felt so many other things, um, burdens and stuff and for his family and all that. And he's like, why don't I just go? There's no more purpose for me. And that's kind of what, you know, that's what he was thinking. But yet, he served a purpose in so many ways. And actually, right here, right now, just thinking about him makes me think, my gosh, what an inspiration he is to me. I mean, he may have suffered physically, but because that's a legacy he's left behind for him or for his family and friends. And the thing is that he was always, he still had a great attitude. You know, yes, he was suffering. Yes, he honored the fact that it sucked, but he was like, I don't know what else you need to do. So he, since he still had his mental capacities, he was doing genealogy. He was doing other work. He was calling people. He was talking to other people, trying to uplift others. I mean, he still was doing all that stuff. And I was like, dude, you are an inspiration to me. So when I feel like, yeah, I've had a crappy day or I'm grumbling, I like picture him. I picture him in mind. I'm like, you, I have nothing to complain about. I have nothing to complain about. So that in of itself, we don't always understand some of the things we do have to endure in life, but it might not be for us. It might be for someone else. So really that mental game in, in, in yourself and what you want to, um, if you want to accomplish a career, I mean, accomplish finishing school, accomplishing, getting that promotion. 
if it's worth it to you, find a way to make sure it happens. Just make it a non-negotiable. Don't use the word try. Just do it. Yeah, I love what he told me once. He goes, he goes I don't know why God has taken me piece by piece. He goes, but I hope and I pray that I can endure with grace and with power to have an impact on my kids. And I love that because he had such an impact on me, you know, because I would go visit him every week and he just was determined that no matter what was happening that day, that he was going to do the best he could to one, reach out to others, as you pointed out, but to endure that challenge that was given and entrusted with him. And he, he would often ask, he goes, what do I need to learn, Jody? What do I need to learn? What haven't I learned? And I said, you know what? I said, maybe what learning needs to take place is for those around you to learn how to endure like you did, to learn how to serve you, to learn how to love you, to learn how to come together as a family and a community and, and bring a unity that was not there before. And in that experience, you are the vessel that is doing that. And he said, I'm just trying to do the best I can every day. And thank you for being a part of my life. And I, I love, love him. And um, he really was and is the epitome of enduring to the end. And I, I just, and so I guess we should end on that note because we got to give, I'm going to call him out. Our good friend, Clark Draper, we want to let you know that we love and appreciate you and miss you and just appreciate the example of endurance with grace and with power that you are. And I hope that all of us can become that kind of person. Rest in peace, Clark. So anyway, that, <laughs> that definitely took a turn we weren't expecting. We never know what to expect. See, this is why we're not tied to the expectation of how the outcome of this <laughs> podcast ever goes. But, you know, with tears in our eyes, we're so choked up. But let's, that's a great way to, way to end is to realize that, you know, we all have purposes in this world. There is a reason you're here. Okay. And... We know that we all have struggles. Each and every one of us has a challenge because it wouldn't be life without um, that challenge. But think about the good that is also coming about from it. Think about the good that is building within you as you are experiencing these things. Just focus on the good and, and the bad won't seem so bad. So I love that. Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you joining us every week as we explore the power of choice in your life. Please remember to like, subscribe, and do us a big favor and review. Uh, we appreciate uh, any comments and uh, back um, feedback that you can give us because really we're just trying to improve our game every week. And thank you very much for joining us and mahalo! mahalo.